Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Ben Schreckinger is a journalist at Politico. And I'm just now uh, starting to get through his new book titled The Bidens, Inside the First Family's 50-Year Rise to Power. In addition to that, he has written what's got to be the most succinct, accurate, and... I just say an easy read compendium uh, uh, of all of uh, the the weasel deals uh, with with Frank and James and Hunter and Joe that people know about. I reached out to him because nobody has actually put this together before. As a matter of fact, um, Ben, you're on the air right now. Thank you. I really appreciate this, sir. Thanks for having me, Rick. It's great to be here. It's For me, it's stunning because I'm reading everything you're writing about the Bidens, and I'm thinking, yeah, we've talked about this on the show, only you've done something I've never done. You've put this in an easy-to-read-and-understand format that will live forever on the Internet. Yeah, it's the power of digital media, I suppose. Yeah, and nice pictures, too, if you like the pictures, so... So instead of getting through all the details uh, of what you've written, and many of them are in the news, some of them have not made the news. I mean, for example, um, there was this one where one of his his brother was involved with this health care deal, made all kinds of promises, and he's being sued because he couldn't keep all the promises uh, saying, hey, my brother's Joe, and we're going to get you millions of dollars, yada, yada, yada. That kind of thing happens a lot. Also... Um, James becoming vice president of a construction company where he's had no experience. We talked this when it happened, too. And next thing you know, uh, that company gets this, you know, billion-dollar no-bid deal for construction in Iraq. You know, these kinds of things. But my question to you is is this, uh, first off, Ben. What's your overall impression of Joe having done all this research? Well, I think the thing that was, you know, that remains bedeviling is just it's it's not totally clear um, what role he he does or doesn't play with regard to the family's business dealings. You know, he has said on the campaign trail, I've never discussed my relatives' business dealings with them or anybody else ever. Um, but Tony Bobulinski, uh, who was involved for a time in a in a board of business deal with. Jimmy and Hunter has said that's not true. In May of 2017 in Los Angeles, I talked to Joe Biden about the deal we were pursuing with Yi Jinping, this Chinese oil tycoon who has now uh, sort of disappeared in China and and been named in a corruption uh, trial there. Um, And and so uh, we have have this blanket denial. We have uh, someone uh, contesting it. And so, you know, what what do you make of it? We have other instances where uh, Joe Biden has met with people who are doing business uh, with his relatives, including uh, is it Kevin Justice, the mm-hmm. son of Kermit Justice, uh, who was involved in that that construction uh, deal in Iraq that ended up getting canceled. Uh, he went with Jim Biden uh, right around the time that they were getting involved in Hillstone International together and met with Joe Biden at, at the White House. Um, so, you know, it, it's difficult to know what goes on inside a family, and, and there are still questions. You have checked out these emails, emails from Hunter's laptop and others, and you've found uh, that the ones you've seen are indeed real. 
And you said, and you wrote in this, some may uh, maybe be planted in there or something like that, but the ones you've seen are indeed accurate. So when you see the email about this one you're talking about, you know, this, uh, you know, 10% uh, for the big guy, the big guy being Joe, isn't that, is that proof or just evidence for you that Joe was directly involved with businesses, with Hunter and the Chinese uh, businesses that, by the way, um, side note, Every business that has a loan from any bank in China is now answerable to the communist government of China because they own the banks. So that presents a huge problem. But I'm just wondering, the email itself uh, and the emails you're seeing, is that enough proof for you as a journalist or do you need more? And if you need more, what would it be? I consider that email, and I was able to corroborate that that email was genuine, and that's on top of Tony Bobulinski having publicly stated during the campaign this email is genuine, and it does, in fact, mean that there was a plan for Hunter to hold equity on behalf of Joe Biden. Uh, I, I consider it you know, evidence that this was discussed. Uh -huh. um, I haven't seen proof that Joe Biden knew about this plan, had assented to this plan, uh, he has denied, his campaign has denied that he ever discussed anything of the sort. Uh, and so that, again, just, just leaves this question of if Joe Biden never discussed holding equity on behalf or having a family member hold equity on behalf of him in a venture, uh, why was this email sent and, and what does it mean? And we haven't heard an explanation, a fulsome explanation from Hunter Biden or the sender of that email, James Gillier. Uh, and so I would like to know for one, certainly. Yeah. Uh, plausible deniability, right? Keep things at arm's length. Sure, Hunter may have uh, talked about that, but golly gosh gee, says Joe, I never knew. That's because my son loves me and I love my son. We love each other. By the way, in, in, uh, in your research, I'm sure that you did find that there really is this very, uh, very tight, genuine love uh, amongst uh, all members of the Biden family. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, politicians uh, engage in a lot of image making and a lot of it has to do with painting themselves as as family men uh, in the case of, of men. Uh, but one thing I did consistently hear over and over and over again is, you know, this is not an act. This family is is very devoted to one another. They're very much involved in each other's lives, um, which, you know, on, on the one hand is uh, you know, credit to Joe Biden that this is this image that he projects is, is very authentic in this sense. But it does make it more difficult for him to maintain that he doesn't know anything about his relatives' business dealings. And so, you know, there's just a, a tension between we're a very, very tight knit family and no, I don't know anything about. What so, have you found have you found anything in your investigations here, Ben? That uh, that that lead you to believe, yep, uh, it, you know, all we need is one more piece of evidence or something, and there indeed is criminal activity or criminal intent. I, I don't know what I don't know. You know, we yeah. uh, you could find out anything tomorrow about anyone. Uh, clearly, there, uh, you know, clearly Hunter Biden has fallen under criminal suspicion in, in Delaware uh, with this federal tax investigation. Um, so, you know, I'll be eager to see uh, what the results of that are. There's a 
there was at least as of late last year, and I don't know the current status of this, an investigation of a, a health care chain that Jim Biden was involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and spoken now to two people uh, who are familiar with that investigation who, who said that uh, as part of that investigation, there's been some FBI interest in Jim. And, and one of them is a former official who said that uh, one focus of that investigation uh, was representations that Jim made allegedly in investment pitches about the value of his last name and connection. Oh, absolutely. And, so, and, and it wouldn't be the first time he or, or Frank or anybody had, had did that. But uh, that doesn't necessarily uh, implicate Joe if Joe says, hey, I didn't know he was doing that. Right. Sure. Yeah. And that's and that's what's tricky and bedeviling about uh, when this is happening in inside a family. It's different uh, if these were, uh, you know, people involved in a government agency who were more uh, under, you know, under the authority of a government agency. There, there are people who enjoy, you know, an immense amount of informal access to a very powerful person. Uh, and it's incredibly difficult to know what happens between relatives for the public to know. Oh, yeah, but we, um, but we do have the, the, uh, the question of ethics, and we know it's unethical uh, to, uh, to engage in business this way. And it looks to me like, you know, for someone like yourself, uh, Ben Schreckinger, who is an investigative journalist, uh, is also covering the, uh, the Biden uh, assignments for Politico, Politico.com, um, you, you see these, these problems of ethics, and it's got to be a lot easier to, to tie in the problems of ethics, if not criminality, but certainly ethics, with uh, Hunter's China deals and Joe flying on Air Force Two, meeting with, with people uh, there in China. Uh, Joe says, oh, he's flown with me since he was a kid because, you know, that's just been uh, what we do. We cry out wild card, and that means the kids don't have to go to school, and, uh, and they can come with me to D.C. or go on a plane ride or anything like that. So, you know, you've got that going on. And by the way, you wrote about that, which is awesome because... Very, very few people actually know about that outside of Delaware. And and yet I'm wondering, Ben, if you're seeing enough um, in emails or any other documents that ties in Joe with Hunter still um, being invested with, uh, I'd say, I'd like three different Chinese companies, but that's certainly one big one. Yeah, there's this this issue of divesting from one of these Chinese ventures, which uh, Jen Psaki at the White House was asked about. I think it was just last week and, and didn't have an answer uh, as to whether he'd actually fully divested or not. Uh, so that's what I've seen on that. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, the extent to which Joe Biden comes into the picture here, uh, we have his denial. We have uh, what Tony Bobulinski says about this discussion mm-hmm. uh, and this email about an encounter between Joe Biden and Vadim Plasarsky. Um And it, it, you know, it's difficult to know for sure what oh, happened it is. in it, a room five yeah. years ago. And Absolutely. Then, uh, Look, you know, dude, I've been here for like 20 years. And I just called you a dude. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, young dude. I would just call you young dude. Old dude Jensen here, young dude. Um, and... For example, there are rumors, everybody knows, there are rumors and rumors that Joe has had a history of not paying people like plumbers, gardeners, electricians, things like that. 
And and I've had people tell me these stories, and I say, well, great, you know what? Uh, we got to tell it. Show me the invoice, and yada yada. He goes, oh no, I can't, I can't say it on the air. What do you mean you can't say it on the air? Uh, I'm, I'm worried that that it might cost me jobs, real or, um, or or just imagined. There is this fear of retribution if you speak out against Joe if he doesn't pay you. Uh, I'll give you an example. There's a rumor going around that Joe didn't pay for his mom's funeral or dad's funeral. And and I tell you, I talked to the owner of the funeral home, and it was paid for. It was. Um, but there are other stories of people who haven't been paid, and I've been told directly by a couple of folks, and they don't want to tell the story on the air or even certify it uh, by email or anything because they're afraid of retribution. And my question to you, Ben, have you also been exploring this angle of the story of Joe? Well, I, you know, I can't uh, deal in rumors. I'll, I have to deal in reporting. Yep. And uh, so if I, I if I do ever have reporting, either confirming or denying, you know, debunking, something like that, uh, I'd love to come on and, and, and talk about it. Um, what I will say about, about your observation is that, you, you know, in general, as a reporter, you find that, of course, people are, are hesitant uh, to discuss sensitive topics about uh, about powerful people, and that's why journalists have to contend with, you know, when to grant someone anonymity and that sort of stuff. And and Delaware is just an interesting case because it's such a small, tight knit place mm-hmm. uh, that that everyone seems to know everyone. In, in my experience, reporting in the state, yep. Um, and so it's interesting. And, and some people, you know, have um, very serious fears. They think that. They talk about X or Y person, you know, the government may come after them. That's why they don't want to talk to a reporter. Um, But then there's also just the sort of more quotidian concerns in a place like Delaware, which is, well, I'd have to see this person at the grocery store next week or, you know, our sons play on the same little league or something like that. And and so that's it's just it's an interesting little taste of the culture of, of Delaware, you know, no matter who. You're reporting on having reported no, on absolutely you know, people and, in and, and and Ben, I say this on the air. Yes, we hear these stories, hear these rumors, but unless someone comes forward and uh, says, "Well, here's the invoice," and I testify uh, to Ben or in the Jensen show that this happened, it hasn't existed in my mind. It's an interesting story, interesting rumor, but I'm not going to say it really happened because you don't have anybody to uh, to verify that. Now, one guy who has come forward. Uh, with a story is Bill Stevenson. I don't know if you've talked with him. Uh, he owned the legendary Stone Balloon in Newark at the home of UD. Have you ever talked to Bill Stevenson? Yeah, I sat down. There's a great uh, chapter in the book that that has. There's a couple chapters in the book that deal with uh, Stevenson, and I did. I sat down with him at the the new Stone Balloon that's yeah. been built on the side of the old. Dude, I didn't know you were in town. Yeah, we didn't know each other then, but uh, but now we do. So you're not allowed to come in town and not call me first. Bill's a great guy, and uh, he honored me with the very first, I think, uh, at the time, even for the second interview, was the only uh, on-air interview anywhere in the country. And like I said, we've known each other for a long time. You're right about Delaware. Delaware is one degree of separation. If you don't know somebody, I guarantee somebody you know does know that person. It, it's just, it, you're right. It That's the way Delaware is. And, and Bill, he wrote the book about his life, very interesting, Bruce Springsteen, other stars, stuff like that, and also the fact that um, he's got, uh, he still keeps the repair bill, I, I think, uh, for when Joe was dating Bill's wife, Jill, and uh, 
crunched uh, the fender of the Corvette that Bill had just bought Jill and and said, uh, Joe bought, no, no, Bill bought Jill, yeah. And uh, and Joe didn't pay the bill, and that's how he found out that uh, Jill was uh, was cheating on him uh, uh, with Joe Biden, according to Bill, and then he got divorced. So obviously you got that story, right? Yeah, I, I, I do go through this in the book because it is something that, that Stevenson has raised a few times, this, uh, this allegation that Jill and Joe Biden uh, were dating mm-hmm. uh, at least several months before uh, they say they began dating. And uh, there are – I take a look at both of their memoirs. There's uh, one or two details I sort of have questions about, about the timeline and if it makes sense in, in the version uh, – in the version offered by Joe and Joe. Well, yeah, uh, so because is, because what they say is, you know, Joe saw a, a picture of her as a model in a magazine and yada, yada, yada. But that's it, uh, Bill blows it out of the water, I, I think. So, but I will say this, that over the years, I've never heard any rumors of Joe cheating uh, on, on his wife. It's just not one of those things that, that would come out uh, if he hasn't been. If he had been, I'd certainly hear the rumor from somebody. So, you know, to his credit, you're talking about, you know, being a family man and loving his family and being tight-knit and all. Uh, he gets to, you know, come home on the train when he was a senator and, and vice president and, uh, and, and be home. I, and I w- I'm just going to ask, is that also what the kind of thing that you've heard in your investigations? Yeah, certainly. Uh, the, the image uh, of Joe Biden that, that – He's projected uh, as a family man and someone who's who's very devoted uh, to his wife and to his children, and, and as well as to his siblings, uh, is one that's completely you know consistent with uh, you know what people say about him. Dozens and dozens of people that I spoke to over the course of my reporting. Yeah. Uh, Let me see if I can help you out with something here, though. However, if you are a tradesman or a tradeswoman and you've done work for Joe and he didn't pay you, email Rick at wdel.com. Rick at WDEL.com, and I'll put you in touch with Ben. You like that? Hey, I, I any tips on any <laughs> yeah. on any political subject? I'm all ears. So what do you think people ought to know that's in your book, any reporting uh, that uh, that we haven't talked about but you think is, is vital? You know, honestly, when I when I talk to other audiences, what I, what I love to talk about is Delaware because some of the most fascinating parts of this process for me have just been learning about Delaware's history, the the dominance of the DuPont family, uh, and then the DuPont Corporation, uh, the the sort of Delaware way is something that's so fascinating to me, especially because uh, you know Joe Biden touts the Delaware Delaware way explicitly as this is a model for the country, and it's much less acrimonious than what's happening in Washington. So I need to bring this, you know, much more consensus based, relationship based politics back to Washington. Um, but as I'm sure you know, a lot of people in Delaware don't like the Delaware way, and they think it amounts to to cronyism. It does so, so in, ma- in many ways. It's yeah. Me. There's the, there's the good side. Uh, they can talk to each other. There's a the bad side. There's cronyism. It's changing though. The Delaware way is fading away, and now you have uh, the radical left coming in, primarying and winning against uh, what you might consider to be a prominent left wing, uh, moderate, maybe even a Democrat. So that's that's changing. Uh, we're going through redistricting right now. Democrats control the state. I would not be surprised if a Delaware way kind of moderate Republican gets uh, redistricted out because uh, the left wants more and more control. 
and the Delaware Way really, I believe, is fading away. Well, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, uh, I I saw a hint of sort of a more acrimonious politics coming to Delaware in uh, researching Bo Biden's first AG campaign in 2006. And it's, you know, completely mild by the standards of uh, what our politics is like oh, yeah. today. But it's, it's chanting, you know, Bo don't know at the Republican convention and proposing um, – Proposing some rule that to run for AG, you'd have had to have practiced for five years in the state, practice law, which is a bar that Bo wouldn't have met. Um, and, you know, from where I sit as a reporter in Washington in 2021, that's, you know, that's barely anything. Yeah, but- it was very calm, very mellow. In fact, the show was ground zero for that because the guy I was running against, Ferris Wharton, was actually uh, very, very uh, experienced and worked in the DOJ. Bo did not, but he has the name uh, Joseph Robinette. Biden, you put that in there, and people say, in fact, there were some elderly people on a bus, Ben, who were voting, and I got this from a friend of mine who was working the polls, and he said they got off, and, and the lady said, I don't know why Joe wants to be attorney general, but I like him. If he wants that job, too, let's all vote for him to be attorney general. I'm not kidding. That was really what somebody had, had said. And, you know, those were the days when, you know, things were... Uh, acrimonious, but not as existentially acrimonious as they seem to be today. And I will say this, that uh, Bo and I, we knew each other uh, pretty well, talked quite a bit, and I've always believed that he was the white sheep of the family. That's all. Just uh, wanted to say that. The book is The Bidens, Inside the First Family's 50-Year Rise to Power by Ben Schreckinger, journalist at Politico. And I also encourage you to go to uh, politico.com and read his magazine feature, The Investigation, entitled Hiding the Ball, Hunter Biden Complicates White House Anti-Corruption Push. Great reads. Well done, sir. I mean, uh, you know, it's things that we have known for a long time. And here you are, the reporter out there in D.C., writing for Politico, actually putting together this compilation. It's well done. And, I, and that comes from a guy who's been here for 20 years and has, has covered the, the Bidens as well as other Delaware people and issues. Thanks so much for having me, Rick. Uh, this was this was fun, and I hope I can come back. Well, I don't know. Randy, are you going to let him come back? <laughs> Randy, are you going to let him come back? Yes. Okay. More than welcome. All Thanks, right. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Your take, always welcome. Talk and text 302-529-1017. Stay tuned. More with Rick Jensen just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.